Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Hi, my name is Min and I'm your host today at the SDA Housing Podcast here at the Brisbane Care Expo in Brisbane on the, what's the date today, girls? Um, I think it's the 15th. 15th of September. So, ABI, who are you? What do you do? Um, so, it stands for Architectural Bathrooms and Interiors mm-hmm. and we are a bathrooms, fittings and fixtures company yep. that's recently stepping into the accessible space. Yep. And your services and your product range, what you, what's your core business? Um, so at the minute, we're mostly within like the tapway industry, Yes. Um, but we're stepping into doing grab rails and more accessible and ambulant living. I'm standing here today in front of you because I'm very impressed with what you have here. It stands out. Can you please explain to our listeners what am I looking at here? Um, so it is a display that has a complete accessible bathroom within it. Um, and with grab rails, that's currently in brush brass. We'll also be offering it in gunmetal, copper and stainless steel. This is very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Are there many? I have. It's hard for you, it's hard for our listeners to understand what we're looking at here. Okay. It's gorgeous white and gold color plated. It's very beautiful. It's very luxurious. Luxurious. Are there many um, competitors or peers to what you guys do? Um, with this specific style of design, there's nothing quite like it. Um, we've done a grab rail that doesn't have any large flange black plates um, and is actually modular. So that there's a lot of flexibility in the way in which it can be installed and developed um, for the personal user. I feel like I'm in a five-star hotel here. <laughs> did you design this? Um, I did, yes. Wow. So this collection's called Alero. Uh, Alero, yes. <laughs> what? How many collections do you have and, and what's the collection all about? Um, within ABI, we have a really large range of selection, um, with quite a few products on offer. We have a showroom on the Gold Coast where you can see a lot of our like standard fixtures and fittings. Yep. Um, this specific collection, um, just has mostly ambulant and accessible products. So yeah, the grab rails, shower, um, mixes, basins, basin mixes, mirrors, the lot. (laughs) Can you please explain what the word ambulant means? Ambulance, so that's specific more towards um, a commercial build. So mm-hmm. ambulance referring to like the bathrooms you see in a, for example, a hotel or a um, public venue like a um, a club where the actual rails are sort of shorter and more developed for people who have ambulance disabilities. So like when they're using crutches yep. and have a little bit of the ability to walk mm-hmm. and move. So your product and service, is it for brand new builds or is it? A lot, a bit of renovation work as well. Um, both. So our company um tries to help out our renovators as well as our um new builds. But obviously, with our accessible collection, it really needs to be installed into proper structure yes. to make sure it's safe for every user. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you have a showroom on the Gold Coast. Yes, we do. Yeah, just in Burley. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So, how long has your company been around for now? Um, I believe it's around about five or so years. Yes, yes. Um, and what's the best way for 
people to look online? What website do you have? Um, yep. So we have ABI Interiors, um, our website. You're more welcome to like Google us and find us. Um, so we are mainly an e-commerce business. Yes. However, everyone's more than welcome to come into our showroom as well. <laughs> so abiinteriors.com.au. Um, yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'm now with uh, the Focal Community Services stand, and I'm here with Patty. Patty, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. I heard you're new to the job here. Uh, new to a job, yes, <laughs> yes. 15 years in. <laughs> so who is Focal? What do you guys do? So Focal is a community services organization that d- delivers del- disability services. Um, we do support for clients and the community and also um, daily living services within the home. We also do support coordination and have support connection packages that if you don't have support coordination within your plan, we can assist you to engage, learn how to do your plan and go from there. Okay. From what I know, you guys are a non-profit organisation. You've been around for about 50 or 60 years. Is that right? Not quite that many. We're nearly coming up to 50 years. Yes. So the history of the organisation is... So basically, we were founded from Chalinor Centre, which was an institution that helped people with disabilities. Then we had family members that wanted to go out and give their children the life that they thought they deserved. Gotcha. So they um, created Friends of Chalinor Aid League, and that is where we've developed Focal Mm -hmm. and sort of extended on that and grown and adapted with um, how the disability sector has grown. And so we're constantly trying to find new new innovative ways to support people with disabilities. And the majority of your work is for participants are mostly in the Ipswich area, isn't it? Uh, no, actually. Oh, it's expanded now? Yes, yeah, so we've expanded. We have a Mount Omni hub mm-hmm. and we have an Ipswich hub, but we can do from sort of like Sangate, Redcliffe area, no- north side to right up to Toowoomba and out Logan Way. What does a hub mean? I know the hub's different in Switch and the Mount Omni one, so the two? Um, we do have two. So a hub just means a space that people can come and do group activities or come in and have a coffee and just a relax. Um, it's really just a safe space for you to be able to attend and enjoy talking to people and um, doing things that you might like. But the the one in Ipswich, the hub there is more of a office commercial get together, and the one in Manomi is more of a recreational one, isn't it? Not quite. No. Well, no, they're both recreational. So in yeah. Ipswich, we have office space at the back, but oh, in the yes. front, we actually have booths. We have a gaming room. Yes, we yes. have um, different activities that we do during the day. Yes. yes. And then the Mount Omni one, well, we're lucky enough to have pools yes, um, and a tennis court. Yes. And we actually have respite services there as well with the apartments at Mount Omni. Oh, wonderful. Cool. And uh, you guys are, are growing growing now, aren't you? With the... We are growing, um, but at a safe pace. Yes. You know, we want to make sure that our quality of service is still really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm proud to be a Focal member and yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Patty. No problems. Bye-bye. So we're here now at uh, Young Care with Natasha. Natasha, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you today? Good, thank you. So Natasha, who are you and what do you guys do at Young Care? Yeah, so Young Care is a charity that provides high physical support for people with the age 18 to 65. Yep. The main goal with the mission of Young Care for the charity is ensure that we don't have anyone going into aged care yep, yep. and that we, if we have anyone in aged care, assisting them to come out of aged care and live an appropriate life in accommodation that is more suitable for them and allowing them to make some choices for themselves in their life. We also provide grants for people, young people again, 18 to 65, with high physical support needs. 
for up to $10,000. So if there is somebody who possibly is in inappropriate care and we can transition them back into an SDA property that will provide them with yep. accommodation that's more suitable for them, we can assist with that. So we can provide um, funding for up to $10,000 for essential items. So possibly right. someone who has not had a, their own bed for yeah, a long yeah, time, yeah. we can provide up money to fund a bed. Essential items like linen, crockery, cutlery yes. as well. So is Young Care predominantly in the business of trying to extract as many people who are in aged care, who are too young to get for that facility to get them out? Is that the core business there? Well, it's not our core business. Obviously, we have a few different things that Young Care does. Yes. Obviously, we like to assist in the areas where if people are in that situation yes. with um, in aged care or inappropriate care. Yep, yep. We like to try and see where we can assist to help those people to okay. come out. Our our main mission is to ensure that people live a quality life yep. in a more appropriate area, uh, whether it be a young care housing or whether we can assist them into another area of housing where young care gotcha. possibly is not got a home. Is, is young care only in Queensland or are they Australia wide? No, well, our national connect line, we also have um, that is national wide. Yes. So basically, anyone from around Australia can give us a call and we can assist them with uh, if they're lost with the NDIS or if there's possibly areas of the disability sector mm. that they don't know about, we can assist them in. So that's a national connect line. Mm. Um, we also have a new house being built down in Sydney, yes. down in um, Penrith area yeah, yeah. at Jordan Springs. So, yeah, we are going slowly nationally as a charity. Obviously, there's a lot of funding that we need to secure, yeah, yeah. a lot of fundraising events for us to be able to continue that on. So how many... And I know that the whole basis of the whole NDIS SDA scheme was originally about getting people, young people out of the aged care facilities. Mm -hmm. Started many years ago. How how have you have you done extract? Have you gotten many people out of the system? In well, obviously, as we said, there has been some people that we have assisted yeah. in that area. Um, but as I said, we've got our young care grants program. Yes. We've got our young care actual one eight hundred number, yes. which is one eight hundred eight double four seven two seven. Yep, yep. Um, and then we have our housing as well, where we are building. SDA homes to assist those people or people that are in any other inappropriate care. So there are a few thousand people in aged care in Australia who should be, shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. What are the challenges of getting them out? There's a whole range of different challenges in that area. And each one of those cases is a very individual case. Um, so probably for myself, there's um, areas of that that's not my personal, yeah. you know, um, expertise to be able to answer that question. But there is obviously different challenges in that area yeah. with that. So um, at this stage, as I said, Young Care's mission is to guide and help as many people as we can yep. in that process. So how can our listeners learn more about what you guys do? Is there a website we go yeah, to? Yeah, so definitely um, www.youngcare.com.au. Yep. Awesome. The one, is, yes, and the one. I was going to say 1-800 number, 1-800-884-727. Go straight to our Young Care Connect line, and they can get any information at all. Awesome. Thank you so much, Natasha. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And here we are. We're at the uh, um, Brisbane Care Expo, and we've bumped into our one of our speakers in the past, Kim Johnson from Inclusion Living. Kim, how are you? Good morning. How are you? Excellent. Good. So why are you in Brisbane today? Uh, just visiting the Care Expo and, and lots of other clients, including um, uh, people from the Disability Royal Commission, which we actually help fit out with some of our yes. height adjustable systems mm -hmm. about uh, three years ago now, would you believe? Nice. Pre-pandemic. Wow. So I'm going to ask you one question, as I promised. What's happening? Lots of in, things. In your world. Oh, lots of things. We're incredibly busy. 
working very comprehensively right around Australia with lots of people, architects, interior designers, uh, lots of joinery organisations, lots of builders. Um, and one of what we're finding is that gradually um, the level of expertise and knowledge that we've acquired over the years is certainly uh, needed within the sector because a lot of people at the moment are really still not understanding or appreciate or appreciating, I should say, um, the complexities and why it's so important to get it right in the first place for the SDA environments. So um, when they finally get to speak with somebody that has got, you know, solid background and um, knowledge within this space, um, there seems to be a sense of relief for them, shall we say. One of the um, regular comments we keep on getting in our discussions in our podcast series, all our different uh, guest speakers, is the words future-proofing and fit-for-purpose. Mm-hmm. And those two lines uh, are definitely resolved and delivered when they work with people like yourself, being a high adjustable system specialist, correct? Yes, absolutely. One of the big um, challenges at the moment is is people are not understanding uh, the difference between various products and so forth when you talk about height adjustability. And it's really critical when you're talking about products which are actually designed for these applications. We're talking about design to be working within the kitchen space, designed to be working electric, like, for example, electric wardrobe lifting systems for clients so they can actually use their space in the wardrobes, uh, height adjustable wash basin brackets so they can actually access their um, bathroom better and access their wash basin better within that environment. My biggest advice, and I think you'll agree with me here, Kim, just because a builder designed it or an architect designed it doesn't mean they understand the life, the life lived as a disabled person. So you, as an investor, you should always ask the question to them, have you, have you, Mr. Builder, spoken to a SDA assessor and a provider who agrees with its floor plan design and the inclusions? Because if the answer is no and no, and then also there's no height adjustable systems in there. No, no, no. That's three red flags right there. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. So what we've got it, at the moment within the SDA environment is a, um, I, would su- I would suggest um, a lot of inexperienced people who, uh, and that could be um, architects, interior designers, builders, um, and they're looking to acquire good knowledge, Right. But what is also happening is that one of the biggest challenges there because of um, cost blowouts and, and certain other areas that they're actually trying to compromise in the wrong areas. So they're not putting in products which are really important, which are fit for purpose and designed for those applications. So they're compromising on the welfare, the safety of not only the participants within that space, but also the carers. But the very important factor is the longevity. Now, um, we actually are just starting to do refurbishments at the moment of SDA environments which are less than 12 months old because the products that have been put in there are not fit for purpose. They're not designed for the applications. The clients are, are complaining bitterly 
and the, the the result is either the provider has to upgrade that facility or the clients move out. So you're talking a brand new one-year-old SDA dwelling that has to be fixed up to be fit for purpose. Correct. So the client could not use the kitchen area at all. Now, as we know, there is HPS, which is high physical support, and what's happening in that sector is that a lot of people say um, that that category, a lot of people don't use height adjustment and we just need to put in something basic or whatever the case may be. Well, that may be for a number of people with that capacity, beg your pardon, capacity, but however, there's a lot of people that have high physical support that still want the opportunity to be able to do things for themselves. But we're one of the other areas that's being let down, if they can't fill the facility with people, um, participants with HPS, then they need to go to fully accessible. And that's where it comes really unstuck because people in that category expect to be able to be using their kitchen and those other parts of the facility much easily. And just to bring that back to layman's terms, right? A HPS, high physical support environment, is they literally are requiring 24-7 care because they, they're pretty much uh, disabled from neck down. They, they, they're in an electric wheelchair pretty much. But the fully accessible FA category, they are wheelchair bound, but that's about it. They can do, do their own cooking. They might drive a car. They'll just go around the house and do their own thing. So they need a bit, they're more independent, slightly more independent. And they need those high adjustable systems in place to allow them to live their life. Because the NDS is all about um, blending back in the community and living your own life independently. Yeah. So the high adjustables are more so important in the FA category participants. Correct. Which is more than the HPS participants anyway. Mm. So if you are a listener, investor, and your house is empty or your apartment is empty, mm. and you're wondering why it's empty, well, maybe you should ask the question, is, are there high adjustables in there? Are they the correct height adjustments? Correct. People are trying to put in products. This is another issue also, which are either doctored systems um, or they're just cheap table systems which are not fit for purpose and not designed for the application. And may I also say to you that we've had insurance companies talk to us about this and ask us about certain questions in this space. They want to know... Are these systems designed for the application? And that is because if something happens, right, and they're not, then you're possibly not insured. That is what we have been told. I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. Can you please clarify that again? Because let me ask you a question. It's The house is built. The insurance is already given, provided already. It's given. The investor's happy because they're fully insured. You're now telling me that they may decline cover because it wasn't fit for purpose to begin with? There is a possibility, right? Now, this has happened in recent times in educational facilities, right? Um, and what is happening is if there's some sort of incident or accident, they will turn around the insurance company and review everything very seriously. There, and so from that point of view, then that needs to be taken quite seriously. Okay. 
I think this is another another topic one day we'll cover. I think I, w- I want to right. if you, if you come down to um to Hobart in November, if you do, I'd like you to meet the team from Insurance Advisor Net who are insurance advisors yep. on, in SDA space. Yep. They're also sponsors, and I'd love for you to talk to them about clarify this very topic. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yes, and uh, because this is. This is a, a, a really different space and a lot of the insurance companies find it very difficult to get their heads around a number of areas and they get quite concerned and uh, and uh, so from that point of view, I think it's it's really important to cover that, that off as well. Totally agree. Um, Kim, any, any final words of advice uh, from you having gleaned more, or more gossip, more understanding? more interactions in the community of the disability space the last few months since we last we met, uh, to give our listeners more of a, you know, more ideas as to what to watch out for themselves moving forwards. Um, really look for quality facilities. Um, and, and this is really important because um, it's too expensive to get wrong. So if you're a mum and dad investor and you're going in and you're buying into a facility, you've got to make sure that that facility provides you a good return on investment and that means if you have an empty facility for whatever reason, you know, then that's costing you dollars for sure. Um, but I would uh, I would also uh, look at um, what's in that facility very carefully. And the reason for that being just in the last few months, we've seen a number of um, organisations upgrade uh, the NDIS um, offering because um, there is obviously the basic model that's there. And then there's also best practice. So I would, um, if I was investing in it, I would not be going for the basic model. I would be investing. And if you if you want to use that terminology that started in Europe 25 years ago, future proofing, then I'd be I'd be following that. But look for quality products within that space for very specific areas because those are the things down the track that will cost you. Lots of money um, if they're not right in the first place. Exactly. Because as you and I discussed last time in our podcast, the cost to do this correctly and next year, $15,000, $25,000 is two months of income. So you might as well do it right from the start rather than having a headache in, in two years' time and wondering why it's this high turnover in a, in a, in a dwelling. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. Um, you don't even really need to spend that sort of money. So you can actually save a lot of money um, straight up front. It, it's it's very minimal cost when you're doing it up front, when, as opposed to retrofitting. That's pretty much standard path of the course. But um, go for a much better uh, cater for the high physical support and for fully accessible to get your, and keep yourself covered because this is a long-term investment for most people, so that's what you're trying to aim for. So, yeah, that's pr- probably the best advice I can um, give you. Kim, thank you so much for your time. I hope to um, – if anyone wants more information from Inclusion Living, what's your website? In- inclusive Living. Inclusive Living. Sorry, my apologies <laughs> there. What's the website again, please? www.inclusiveliving.com.au Done. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.